Something's bound to go right today, goddammit. Welcome to the board, the, the board, the board game podcast. All right, well, fuck it. It's good to see you guys, by the way. Yay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gore Club podcast. I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Death Metal Dave. I'm Ace. Ah, and tonight, we're gonna, we, we are going to answer, uh, we're going to pull out the cauldron of doom. Uh, Ace, do you have it? <laughs> All right, so what is it? So well, this is going to be the answer to our, uh, our question on our Facebook page. And if you're on our Facebook page, it's the Gore Club podcast. Facebook page. Facebook page. <laughs> the Facebook page. It's pretty easy to find. You just so, type in Girl Club Podcast, so, it comes up. Yeah. Earlier in the week, Ace put up a little uh, questionnaire. Of what movie we should watch so, and review next. And we got uh, a lot of comments, and I hate some of you, depending on what we pull out of this. <laughs> we got like over almost 200 comments on this, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we did not put Steel Magnolias in the bucket. Yeah, I left that one out. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, my wife's friend. Fucking, what the fuck is wrong with you all? So I, I found this vintage McDonald's uh, ghost bucket in the walls of my house, cleaning it one day. I was like, holy shit. That's just definitely haunted. It is. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. great. So you want to go ahead and pull this? Okay. Hello. 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 Nice and... Uh, oh, that here. sounds good on microphone. Sounds like an ASMR video now. ASMR. We're doing this live so people we're think we're not like choosing our favorites. We're literally choosing... Doing a mukbang here. And if this thing okay. sucks, it's, it's all your all's one. fault. If this, fu- if this sucks, it's your all's fault. Not looking... Okay, this better what be fucking good. This better be good. <laughs> it's right. Or actually, I kind of hope it sucks. Little Monsters. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works for a spooky season. There we go. I love that movie, Perfect. man. That works. Yeah, that's, that's it. Wasn't things. That's yes. and it's not hard to find anymore. Like one time when I was showing it years ago at a Halloween event, I had to find a DVD or no a VHS copy on eBay, and it was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think we should up the ante. I think we should each have to pull one movie. I hate. Yeah, okay, bring it, bring, bring, bring it, bring in the pot here. Right? Why? Why? Come here, Steve. Draw a movie. This is what you got to watch. <laughs> just whatever. Just grab one. I'm trying. There's, there's multiples. Okay. And what the fuck? I can't even. The happiness of the Cataris? Cater, I, I don't Caturus? know. That was written on there. The happiness of the Catacuries. I don't know what I, I don't know what oh, that great, is. Great. Great. This is your idea, man. I got slacks. Slacks. Oh, that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen Slacks, it's on Shudder, I think. Oh, man. And I just chose it on a whim this week, and I made Katie watch it, and I was like, this movie's really good it's and movie, violent and gory. It's a movie about killer pants. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's great because like a really good statement on uh, the fast fashion. We've done today. our c- civic duty, and we didn't draw the movie things, so I'm happy. <laughs> oh, thanks. Looks like I win this drawing. God. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so are we going to each have to fucking, curse. like, okay, you know, we'll figure this out later, <laughs> bastards uh so tonight we're actually we have a fantastic guest uh we are bringing back onto the podcast and i'll do a a, a glamorous introduction to you i mean i pulled out my tablet and it goes like this <sighs> nate reagan you've been costume consultant on the last two screen films you are part of the new wave of horror movie screen use prop collectors you've been an integral to the creation of the definitive horror de- film documentaries uh, of documentaries like the unknown dimension the story of paranormal activity you were part of the team to create the first fan convention at the original Stu mocker house from screen and most recently you have jumped dick first <laughs> into creating board games based on some of our favorite horror films welcome to the show yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> epic, epic uh, intro. So welcome back, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. Hell yeah. So uh, this is, where do we even begin with this? You and Anthony Massey started Stop a Killer, uh, is it dot .com or is it just like Stop a Killer Games? Tell, tell us about how this all started. Well, um, he, Anthony and I were working with, the producers of the original silent night deadly night 
on some other projects, including the the reboot remake that is still in the works. Um, and they have a unique licensing situation where they basically own everything, which is very, it's not common. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, you, you go to Universal and you want to do like a, a Jaws board game or something. And they're like, cool, you can use the name and you can use this, but you can't use any of the actor's licenses and you can't have this and you can't have dialogue from the movie because then that has involves the writer and it's usually a big mess. And um, Scott, Scott and Dennis, who are the producers, um, they actually own everything. They own every frame of the movie. They own all the character likenesses, the names, the script. They even own the music from it, every oh, song shit. from it they own. Um, so they, were so smart they yeah. yeah, they, they have a pretty, pretty good deal with, uh, being able to license their, their film out for merchandise or anything really. Um, it's very not compli complicated. Um, so we had, we had helped them. Anthony was helping him a lot with getting t-shirts done with certain companies. Um, and, uh, him and I had been talking for a while about doing a board game possibly someday. I don't know why. It was just a discussion. And then he just one day said, what if it was Silent Night, Deadly Night? I mean, we know the the rights holders and, you know, we could license it from them. And it seems like it'd be a pretty easy title to do because they own everything. We wouldn't have to jump through hoops to get character pieces and you know, we wouldn't have to do all that. Um, so how do you make a board game? We had no idea. So Anthony, <laughs> I fucking love that. Anthony, oh, let's do it. Anthony, to his credit, he just kind of started from scratch and, and started taking, um, did a lot of research, like watched YouTube videos. Um, one of the things that, you know, is really useful in that is YouTube because you don't have to go out and buy 20 board games to figure out how they're played to see if you can get inspiration, you can just look up a board game on YouTube and there's a video that shows you how to play it. Because you have so, to. Because like nowadays, yeah. board games. Yeah, suck. a lot of them you have to, yeah. <laughs> several, so, several several, YouTube videos have pulled me out of the fire with uh, board games. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, Will Wheaton, doesn't he have like a whole board game like YouTube channel that he does? Well, I had oh, to yeah. follow so many board games because they'll come out with a friggin' like a, a, a game coffee table book for the rules <laughs> and i'm like dave you look it up <laughs> yeah and then we get it like the fourth time we play it be like oh we were doing this wrong the whole time we didn't actually win guys we lost we lost every time but go ahead sorry no, no that's good um yeah so that we started there and then he kind of just started from scratch and was using pieces that he made himself and he took pieces from other games and kind of just designed this general idea of a, a game where you're trying to stop a killer from reaching a certain point on the board. Um, in Silent Night, Deadly Night's case, to follow the movie, you're trying to stop Billy from reaching the orphanage um, at the end of the film. <laughs> That's perfect. So, yeah, so it kind of just stemmed from that. So the, the early prototype is probably hilarious to see. It's literally like a like a, a white foam board with squares drawn on it and little, you know, probably Monopoly pieces, whatever, whatever he could find. And, you know, we kind of went in and tweaked it from there. Um, and then once we had the concept of what the game would play like, went to Scott and Dennis and they were all for it. They said, go for it. Let's do it. Um, and, and early on, what to, to your guys, what you were saying about 
you know, how complex board games are. That was one of the things we tried to avoid. Um, we that was specifically... My, that was one of my questions. Is like, what made you want to go old school with the... With the the rules, I mean, besides it being an old school horror film, that seems kind of obvious, right? And even the artwork's gorgeous, but like, it's like going back and getting the spinner idea and all, you know, just that's fucking. Yeah, great. yeah, we really wanted to make sure that it wasn't frustrating or complicated. the The whole idea with how the game played was we wanted it to be simple and fun. We wanted you to be able to learn it like the first time you play through it. You're like, okay, I understand how to do this. And we also wanted the gameplay to be relatively fast. Um, you know, most of the games usually run 15 to 20 minutes. Some can go longer, but, you know, you could sit down and play three or four games in a row and, you know, have fun. And it's a, the thing with board games now, as you just said, they're very complicated and it, it's become such a thing where, like you said, you buy this board game and you're all excited. Then you pull the instruction book out and it's like that freaking <laughs> thick. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't even want to read this. I don't even understand. You start to get confused after like the second page and you don't understand the rules. I think that has like an appeal to people who do like old school RPGs because then it's like an entire night thing. But for people right. who just want to get around and like hang out and have a few beers or whatever, I mean, this is kind of directed towards our age anyways. But like, exactly. And I yeah. can still get a younger person to play like this. Spin it for daddy. You know? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well, yeah. So I, another thing I appreciate. Look at Katie's face. I don't mean that, you weirdo. <laughs> well, another thing I appreciate is when everything that you need for the game is in the box. Like, you don't have to get another expansion, or you don't have to download an app that you can't play the game if you don't have we're said gonna app. We're going to get to that, because <laughs> it, it isn't, it, it kind of connects to what we're talking about tonight, but we played a game this week, and uh, we'll, we'll... Yeah, we'll talk about it. The reviews sorry. are interesting, but go I'll, ahead. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Carry on, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so just, yeah, in general, that that was like the consensus that we wanted to do was like not complicated, fun, um, easy to play, easy to learn. Anybody could just grab it and um, learn it within like five minutes. You, we didn't want you to be intimidated when you pulled the instruction book out. Our instruction book, it's like three pages. Um, super simple. We did a, Anthony did a video literally like breaking down like this is exactly how you play the game. Um, so we just wanted it to be as simple as possible for that reason, but also because the original idea was what would a Silent Night, Deadly Night board game have been had it came out in the 80s when the movie came out? And that's the way board games were. They were simple and, you know, little cardboard spinners that you spun to move and, you know, just, just real simple. So we were, that was the goal we were going for. Um, and, you know, one, once that game came out, it was super, we did a Kickstarter for it. It did really well on Kickstarter. Um and people really seemed to like it. We, it got really good reviews. Um, and people were already asking, like, oh, when are you going to do another game? And we were like, we didn't even know we would ever do one game. So I don't know. So we basically got the idea that maybe this version of our games is a series. The Stop the Killer is a series where you have... Silent Night, Deadly Night, then we did My Bloody Valentine after that. Yeah. And that was that was again another um that was another case of 
we didn't really know what we were in for. So we reached out to the rights holders and we got lucky because they were like, guess what? We own everything. Oh my so God. You can use it all. So it was the same scenario. So we got really lucky with that. Um, is that maybe the, because they were independent films when they first were both those films were like recreated? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like these weren't universal um, movies until like they might, they, they may be like released by like these other studios, but that's a release. That's a distributor thing. Right, it's not the right, person who yeah. owns the rights. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love all the I love all the pieces that come with it too. They look really great with like the Madame Mabel's laundrette little bag yes, and like Iris yeah. toys and like all the little pictures. Of, like it, it's all like perfect and like just super like nostalgic looking at it. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Go into the website and looking at your all's uh, just like just how you have everything set up and just the, the images that are on there. That just sells it automatically to me. Um, so I know we, I want to talk about how you guys partnered up with, uh, Fright Rags before we go on because they, they're pretty yeah. important in this whole thing. Yes. Especially when it comes to the marketing. Yes, absolutely. So pretty much, um, like I said, we had the initial game that Anthony created, the prototype, which was literally just sharpie on a blank board. <laughs> um, so we, we knew like the real game at, you know, even if we're using, characters from the movie and pictures from the movie and stuff we just knew in general that the game just it just has to look great not only does it have to play well and be fun and easy to learn but it has to look good if it looks like crap nobody's gonna buy it yeah the artwork looks amazing yeah so we went to fright rags because they have amazing artists as you know and um really we're kind of inquiring about like, Hey, like, would you guys want to do the artwork for this? And, you know, came to find out Fright Rags had already been looking into possibly doing board games at some point, but they didn't really, hadn't really got it figured out yet. So that kind of formed a partnership and, uh, we got to do, you know, uh, they got to do all the art and design the board and everything. Um, and it's, it's carried through, you know, we were able to do, my bloody Valentine with them, Halloween two. Um, they already had the license for Halloween two for all the shirts and stuff that they do. So they just kind of went back and included board games into their license, added that to it. Um, so they were, we were able to do Halloween two, which was, that was completely different experience. Cause that again, now you're dealing with the studio, you're dealing with universal. So that was, uh, that was our first kind of like, Oh, this is how it's going to be with titles like this. That was where, yeah. and Universal was great. They were super, e actually, they were super easy to work with. It wasn't them that made anything frustrating. It was just the legalities of everything. You know, it was like, you can't show any of the actors likenesses. You can't use any of that. You can't use specific dialogue from the film. You can't do this. There was a lot of stuff you couldn't do. So we had to get creative to kind of make it match the other two games. Yeah, I was going to dig into the, like the newer games towards the end, but let's fuck it, let's do that. You have Halloween Two coming out. Is that still in yeah. Kickstarter, or are these been funded yet? Because you have you have Halloween Two and yeah. you have Ghostface. <clears throat> yeah, Kickstarter. The Kickstarter for Halloween Two is over, but you can still go into the they call it the Pledge Manager, and you can still purchase it. Um, so that physically not out yet. You can still order it. You can still pre-order it. Um, and then Ghostface, the Kickstarter for that, launches in October. Okay, that's, that works, because I was going to ask. So your all's mission statement on, on your website, the first thing it says is, is, like, Stop the Killer Games doesn't operate as a traditional online retailer, dot, dot, dot. 
At least not yet. Explain that statement to us. Because I know what it means, but maybe not everybody else understands. And I love it. Right. So pretty much right now, we're literally just direct to consumer with everything. Like none of our games are in stores. You know, we, I think we have some games in like Dark, Dark Dells and Hollywood. I'm sure he's got some for sale there, but you know, we haven't, we haven't crossed that barrier yet. Um, where, you know, our games aren't in Target and Walmart and stuff like or Spirit of Halloween. Um, that's a whole other thing too. We have looked into it. It's it's possible. I'm sure it's something we want to do eventually. Um, but even as the games that we've already done, you know, they're already finished and ready to go. If you want to, when you sell direct to consumer, um, there's less like things you have to go through to do that. Um, you do have to get certain checks and, and things done before you can do it. But if you want to get a game in, like, say you wanted to get Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Target, um, everything would have to be looked over and pass all these, like, safety checks. You know, Target has specific checks of stuff. Like, they might grab the game and say, all oh, the weapons can't be metal. You know, that was our big thing, was like, we want the weapons to be metal, we want them to look real. They might say, nope, we can't have metal weapons, they gotta be plastics, and you have to go back and do that. Or Fucking baby. Nothing that's sharp at all, <laughs> go back and do, change that. Take out the nudity on the board, you know, things like that might have to change, so. No toxic chemicals, boo-hoo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you sell not only directly to, but you also, the Kickstarter is a new thing that, I mean, it's not new now, but like, Making a game, board game via, via uh, Kickstarter, how does that work? And, and what are the benefits of that? Because I know I've seen the perks in some of these and they're fucking great. Like there's a book to what I think it was, uh, Silent Deadly Night that comes with it, like an official, and it's signed by the, you know, go into that yeah. a little bit. So yeah, the, I think one of the big, I mean, the big pluses for the creators is you don't have to dump like a ton of money into something that might not, you know, people might not be interested in. You know, you don't have to go and say, I think, you know, 10,000 fans are going to want this board game. So let's go get them made and then hope. <laughs> you have a warehouse of stock. It's just like yeah, every yeah. band with a box of CDs in their closet. Yeah. We're going to be big. <laughs> well, I'm thinking yeah, with these titles, though, and the way they're done and the way they look and the way and, and like you said, the rules, I, I think they're going to they're they've got to be hot. I mean, what? Are, are things looking good right now for you all? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, you still have this ancient sure. ass like Apple fucking b computer behind you. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's my old that's my old uh, uh, TV VCR combo. That's how oh, I watch. Oh, no shit. That's how I watch my VHSs in here. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. No, it looks like a fucking like the old Commodore with I the old Tandy. Yes. <laughs> this is a Texas instrument. You've got dysentery. <laughs> I, I saw that on uh, Facebook Marketplace a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to buy that from this lady. Oh, it's like, ten, it's like $10. She still had the remote for it and everything. I oh, that's like, awesome. You're selling this for $10? You don't even understand. Well, I mean, that's actually maybe a good somebody. We're talking about like the fandom that creates these things. Like you are a collector of, of, of screen use props. I know that you have some silent, not deadly night stuff that makes me want to break into your house. Talk about this <laughs> and don't tell anybody your yeah. address. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, silent night, deadly night. It's one of my favorite slashers of all time. It was just, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, I like that. <laughs> when, when I was two, 
when I was too little, for sure, to see anything like that. Wait, I'm talking like four or five. That's the movie that I remember in the video store because it, you go into the horror section and you're a kid, so your your eye goes to Santa Claus, of course. Then you notice the box is like huge. It's in this like giant like porno size box, <laughs> and it's like, what you're is not this? To know that at five, <laughs> right, right. And then you look at the back of it. I remember looking at the back. And it's just words. I'm like, oh my god, it's so bad they couldn't even put pictures from the movie on the back. Like, there's not even any pictures on the... This is, like, I have to see this someday. So, of course, I did see it, and I was still probably way too young to have seen it when I saw it. Um, but I just loved everything about it. And, you know, still to this day, I think it's one of the better, like, slasher movies of the 80s. And I think it's actually a really good movie. Like, yeah, it's corny in a lot of parts, and it's there's a lot of parts that are not supposed to be funny that you laugh at, but I think the story, that original script was like amazing. I think the that's story so that cute. You're not talking with. about Linnea's boobs. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. That was amazing. Also. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really it's sure. deep and all these things, dude, I, everybody remembers the boob part. Yeah. Now when you're older and you watch it, you're like, God damn, I wish I had those toys. I could yeah. retire oh, today. I know. Oh, oh, the yeah. Toy Store. Yeah, the oh, Toy Store. Oh, my some God. Yeah. Valuable toys in there. I used to have that same thought, too, when I would look at the back of the box. If there were no pictures on the back, I was like, this movie's so scary, they can't even yeah. show you a picture of a one yeah. shot of the film. It must be great. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Toy Store, like you said, like, holy crap, because that, that wasn't even a Toy Store. That was a empty building that they set up as one, so you know they went out and bought all those toys. Oh, to make it look like a toy store, like oh. Star Wars, if all the, that stuff. If those producers had only held on to that, yeah. <laughs> and we did an episode on Silent Deadly Night franchise uh, last December, and we talked about like there's there's there are costumes on the wall that I don't have never even seen in like in, mm -hmm. in real life. They're like old uh, Ben Cooper masks and stuff. I'm like, and they decorated the entire store to make it look that kick ass. Where did all that go? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know. Now I know you know you own a couple of uh, screen used props, or don't you, of that film? I have one. God damn it! What is it? it? It's a major one. Um, if we, I, I will totally edit us out if you can go grab it. It's right behind me. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. All right, I'll just. I won't even introduce it. I'll just show it to you. This is how I actually learned about Nate Nate, uh, Nate Reagan before we ever you know, connected and talked about things like Scream is because I saw an old YouTube video of him and he must have been a hundred pounds thinner. He was a little bitty kid wearing like a fucking, <laughs> he looked like Gomez Adams with like a little beanie and he was talking about Scream stuff and he had all this kick-ass shit and now he's got this. Let me see it. This is Billy's axe. Oh, oh shit. That's awesome. Oh. That's it. That's the one. Holy shit. Man. Little little damage on the end, but you know. Oh old. no. Punish. <laughs> but this is it. I actually just recently got to Zoom with um Robert Brian Wilson who played Billy and uh the producers hooked me up with him cuz they know that I have this now. And they're like, we didn't tell him what you have. So I've never even spoken to this guy in my life. Never met him. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to Billy. Oh, my God. Like, teenage me was like, holy shit, dude. I'm fucking going to Zoom with Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Nicest guy ever. Just talked to me. He's like, all right, well, the producers told me you got, what do you got? I'm, I'm excited to see. And I, I didn't even say what it was. I just held it up. And his eyes and his jaw dropped. And he goes, 
that's that's it that's the one oh my god he's like that was my best friend during filming he's like i held that all, all the time he's like that was my buddy and i was like here it is it's still around i know it's like aragorn's horse it's like holy shit and it's amazing like so many people didn't like try to take or like props from the you know from the film like the sets and take it i mean and you have it you i, I looked everywhere i've searched for anything from that movie for years and never found anything um the only other thing i've ever seen was somebody has his like beard from his costume how the hell do you even say i've ever seen yeah how do you tell like oh this is the real beard it's like man that looks like a million beards that were created that time but that axe is extremely specific yep yep and i i actually um had it authenticated by the prop master Oh, wow. So I got to speak to him after I purchased it. Probably should have spoke to him before. But, um, yeah, no, he's like, that That was it for sure. He said there were two. There was this one, which is rubber, and it was the main one. And then there was the real one that was metal that was barely used for safety reasons. And I was like, of course. I'm like, where's the metal one? And he was like, I have no idea. He's like, dude, that was so long ago. Just in case. Yeah. I was like, do you don't happen to know where that one is, do you? He's like, no. Yeah. So I know that you work with different people, like doing, uh, like the people that will, like, you know, they'll make props, they'll make casts of your stuff, you know, and hopefully you get a piece of that. Uh, I know, uh, like Burke Bench and all those kind of people, like you have so many yeah, original yeah. things that you'll loan out or ship out, which is, by the way, is probably terrifying to do. And then, especially Burke Bench, cause that's like in the UK, I think. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. they'll make molds of whatever you have. And then, like, are you planning on making, or has anybody approached you about that? Or are they already have? Well, we're making, actually making thinking... like molds and make, and selling like, you know, replicas. Yeah. We're thinking about because we, you know, are close with the producers who who, they have the rights again, the merchandising rights. They're the ones that would okay it. Right. Um, We would like to get this 3d scanned and possibly do like exact, exact replicas of it. Um, But you know, it's like everything else that's, it's easier said than done. It's It's, true. It's not just like, Oh, let's just get a 3d scan. You know, it's like, who's going to do that? Where do we go? Who do we call? Who do we trust? Like it's the trust. The trust part is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's the next Kickstarter. Well, I mean, just talking about like max. something just got released or at least, uh, you know, they just talked about it today was one of these. Uh, this is real. It's <laughs> the, uh, the old Texas chainsaw mask, the, 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 you know, the 306A pull on <laughs> chainsaw from the, the original film. This is not the original one. I see your face. Uh, but this is a real one. And, uh, was it trick or treat studios is actually putting yeah. out replicas that actually move and have sound. You know, it's made out of plastic, but. I mean, these fucking, finally, people like other than somebody like me who's going to go dig in some redneck's yard <laughs> is actually going to have access to something that's almost just like this. That's How long awesome. did it take you to find one of those? Uh, I, you know, it's like me, I'm sure, you know, Doug Little, it's like we, we I'm sure the same yeah. thing every single day, get on Marketplace, get on yeah. eBay every single that's day. Amazing. And I found some guy who had five of these and they're all beautiful. And, uh, I've loaned one out to, uh, where the, where we do our, our events at. And, um, and luckily he was local. I drove like 20 minutes. And as soon as I showed up, he's like, you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, don't you? I was like, yes, sir, I do. Please don't raise the price. You're <laughs> like, what is that? I've never even heard of that movie. I just oh, like chainsaws. I've, I've got- done that. I'm just saying. <laughs> just got some trees that need to be coming yeah. down. Well, I love props. I mean, look, I got the Kurgan sword. This is, you know, one of those. 
That's this rusty. Is, Don't cut yourself. This please. has been around forever. <laughs> it, it you know it still works and still has like the little put the, put the let me hurt myself. And then you hit the shot. And that's how Steve lost his finger. But this is a replica that somebody put out like probably I don't know fifteen years ago. So I love that kind of shit. Well, you, and you never know. You might if you start looking on marketplace for that chainsaw, you might find the real one that was used in the movie. Yeah. As you know, the the famous story that Toby Hooper kept the chainsaw. And he had it in his parents' garage for years, and they didn't know it was the one from the movie. And one day, they cleaned the garage out, they set it on the curb, and someone took it Jesus before Christ. the trash. <laughs> they, they didn't go to the trash, but somebody drove by and was like, sweet, chainsaw, took it. Had no idea what they took. Wow. It's just in somebody else's garage now. <laughs> that makes me sad. Can you talk about any future projects? Any any future dream projects you maybe you have on the thing, or you just want to keep that in your brain for the, for the game? For the for future games, um, uh, I'm just I'm trying to think. I mean, ov- obviously, there's so many titles that I we would like to do, um, but we're we're also trying to expand past the stop the killer thing. Like, we always want to keep that as like a, a series with our games, where because the the idea behind basically doing the same game we do make changes um you know there's we change the rules up with ghostface there can be like up to four killers and while you're playing you could all of a sudden become a killer um so that's that's different but in general the games play the same but that that was intentional wasn't like laziness it was like we wanted this specific series to be like we wanted someone to go to their shelf and they've got like the whole series and they don't have to go, oh, guys, let's play the Ghostface one, but now we got to sit down and i got to teach you how to play it. If you know how to play one, you can play them all. That was kind of the goal with that with that series. Yeah, that's um, brilliant. So nice. we, we want to keep doing that, but we also want to do you know different types of games that play different Well, before games. we go tonight, and we'll get to it eventually, we've all three got pitches for you. For for board games, so don't don't you worry. I know Steve's got a Steve's got where he wants to go, but we've got this. Don't we've got your next big money idea? I have no idea where I want to go, but I do. I'm excited. Let's let's talk about our review of another board game because you're you're I I think that you're definitely going to do the definitive version of Ghostface. And from the website, it looks like you even have like different versions, like that we all know was a Dead by Daylight. You uh like yeah. at least on the at least, at least the artwork. Can you go into any of that besides what you just already did, or do you want to wait? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously our board game, it's not Scream, and that was intentional. Um, we actually never we never wanted to do Scream the game, even before we knew that there was one already in the works from Funko. Um, the reason we didn't want to do it was because... <laughs> yep, yeah, I got one too. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't want to have to deal with Fun World and Paramount. Um, that's where it gets really crazy. And we were kind of warned by fun world. Like you don't want to go down that route. So stay away from screen, which we already, we didn't want to do that. Um, but we really wanted to just do ghost face the game because then also you're not tied to like a storyline and come up with whatever you want. So we came up with this concept of like, you know, a killer in a small town. Um, and they're, there may be multiple and they're all wearing different types of the ghost face mask really wanted to show like the different variations and talk about the history of fun world. We wanted to include kind of that in uh, the game. Um, and it was a good way to get, you know, eight different versions of the mask in there. 
Um, so we really wanted to have fun with it. Um, we actually, one of the versions of the killer that we put in the game is a mask that was never released by Fun World, um, but they designed it. It's called the Oil Slick Mask. Um, okay. <laughs> and we, we, we saw the we saw the proto, you know, you look at an oil, like oil on the ground and the light hits it and it's like almost, it's, you know, does crazy things. It's the monster from creep show too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they designed a mask that does that. And it, it, it looks insane. It's oh like shit. Black and dark, but it shows off different colors. Um, and this was years ago. They designed it. They had a couple prototypes made, but um, from what I understand, nobody, like none of the major retailers were interested in it, so it just kind of went away. Well, we wanted to resurrect that. We're like, can we put that in the game? They're like, absolutely. So we have the oil slick mask that's never been released in the game. It sounds like you'll got the ghost faced extended universe going on now. Uh, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knows? They'll be, good. they'll be contacting you. <laughs> so that Dave's going to always, he always has the question at the end of the game, but he's changed a little bit. Uh, we won't go to that, but well, I do, let's talk about this fucking game real quick. I think we should talk about this because I played this other Scream game, and it, yeah, one, the number one too. pet peeve that I said was not everything's in the box. You have to download this app. Mm. What if my phone? What if I'm at a party and everybody's like, "Let's play Scream," and all of our phones are dead? <laughs> Jesus, man, you're in a horror movie already, dude. It's a lame party. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lame party. We're all not over. listening to music at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yep, maybe yeah. they got records, dude. We're old. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah we tr- we tr- we tried to play it Friday, and it's just like it was too it was t- too hectic. It didn't seem like we were having fun at first. And it took a while. It took a while. But the thing is, is you have to. Everything's not in the box. Biggest pet peeve. It has to all be in the box. Yeah, you should open that up, pull out the board game pieces or whatever. I di- I like there's there's things about the game I did like. But mm-hmm. overall, it, it seemed way too hectic, and we were thinking maybe the more people we had, it was just the three of us, and it just seemed like on on in the game, the app Ghostface calls you, and that's really cool. Um, but instead of it like being a timer or buzzers, like old school gameplay might have been, it's it's updated, and instead of like you know like a VCR game like Nightmare or Atmosphere, which is right behind uh, um, Ace over there, yeah. you've got the app. I kind of appreciate that a little bit, and it's a phone and it incorporates that, but at the same time. It's so fucking fast. And with three people, it's just like, we just, uh, we, yeah. Well, but one of the things about having an app that's required for your game is in like 10 years, that game's going to be useless because that app's not going to be in the app store anymore. I never thought about Pro- that. Probably oh, yeah. less than that. Yeah. yeah. So, you I know? mean, you won't even be able to play the game. So it's yeah. done. It's You're just, saying they should have made it more like Dream Phone. It should have. It should have <laughs> been like bullshit. Dream Phone. This is bullshit. See, that would have been awesome if it was like Dream Phone. It came with came, came, came with, with big phone. Came with the like, big phone, and oh. it would ring every so often. You had to pick it up. Sure, it would have cost more, but that would have been awesome. Like Ghostface is like, I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> oh man, we had the- actually talked about you know the possibilities of including an app in one of our games eventually and that that was the main reason we decided against it was because it was like it's the game's going to be useless once we stop updating like we're not going to pay to have the app updated for that's the thing like, yeah. ever um and the, the 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 conclusion we came to was that if we were to ever include an app in a game it would be like an addition and not a necessity that we would Design a game that could be played without the app, but if you wanted this extra little bit of whatever in the game, you're you're welcome to use the app, well, see which, that, which adds something. 
That's great because Hasbro did that with Hero Quest, where you got where you could download an app and you have like the DM character. So I don't even need friends. I can play Hero Quest by myself now. <laughs> you can you play Hero Quest by yourself as it was you designed can. to. You oh can. wow! It's sad, but I can do it. They Didn't know their they audience. Bring that game back. <laughs> they they brought that board game back, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they did a yeah. they did they did their own Kickstarter. Because even Hasbro yeah. does their own Kickstarters now. Yeah. Wow! The Has- I still Labs have thing. the original Hero Quest board game oh wow i was a kid oh original I, everything's in it complete everything well until they brought I out this new game. one that was like that was like a 300 hundred dollar board game if you had the original one i don't know what it's worth now but they yeah. put they put it out they did like joe manganello put a that wrote a wrote a quest for it because it met one of its kickstarter goals <laughs> so that's awesome though. so so that that that's cool but like funco funco with their scream game they could probably afford uh to pay for the app because they're just going to take the money from tanking mondo and uh and and uh they'll just sink it into their shitty app oh nice burn there i said what i said (laughs) well i mean i appreciate the retro uh gaming because like here we right in front of us we've got the the two anarmon elm street board games and i've played both of these uh when i first got when i first acquired them uh the uh, the original nightmare elm street one i had I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And then I acquired the Freddy one, maybe five or six. And man, they ain't good. <laughs> it's not, I never it's even not knew fun. there was two, literally. I, I knew the Freddy one, but I've never seen that other one. Oh, yeah. The original, the, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the board game. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of oh a lot of a lot of older ones weren't very good though. I mean, the artwork is badass. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the rose colored glasses things. We're seeing them. We're we're seeing them through our childhood and be like, that was great. And you go back and you play it, and they're like, man, this game is not very good. Well, like two of those kids on the box look way too happy to be playing that game. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! We're gonna die. Yeah. Freddy's <laughs> hands coming up out of there. Everybody's terrified except those two kids. Check on them. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things about like, sir, I love the nightmare games or now it's, you know, I guess it, it's atmosphere. updated as atmosphere. Uh, or actually it was atmosphere and maybe, maybe I can't remember. I think it was flawed. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and those are great, but, uh, the, the, what makes this and your gaming company great is because it's fans making fans and you can actually have direct contact. I know you're having issues now with, or not issues, but like it's a little bit harder because of like the Halloween too. It's actually licensed by, you know, they own, it's not owned by an independently owned company. Right. Or right. some brothers just hanging out and be like, you know what? We should license Terrifier. I mean, then you know that shit's coming. Uh, but Damien deserves that shit because that dude busted yeah. his ass to make those movies what they are right now. So he did. He was always hustling them at conventions. Like, oh, hey, yeah, watch my dude. movie. Yeah. A Terrifier board game is just like, uh, roll a dice. If you score six, you finally saw her in half. So you're just sitting there rolling the <laughs> dice. <laughs> it's just like I the movie. Like the I had Terrifier to roll like- board game would have to be like messy. Like there would have to be a risk of you getting splattered with actual like fake blood or something. It would just have to be over the top and crazy. Yeah. You have to like construct your own like Evil Dead the Musical, like the splatter zone. You push the wrong button. Yeah, exactly. Nuke them from RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) You push the button. I don't know. Instead of like, it's like, I don't know. Something. Like, like, don't don't wake daddy. Don't wake daddy. You (laughs) motherfucker. He's taking my shit. You don't even know yet. Dave, you want to wrap this? I guess we can wrap this up. Thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to do a funny, go- goofy thing where we do a roundtable. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. This, this, this is my idea. So I told these goons yeah. to come up with a concept for a board game, and I gave them an example. I said, like, shoots and ladders with ghoulies, or like, like you know, Frankenhooker, but Operation. 
So <laughs> we each are going to pitch you. We're each going to pitch you an idea, and you have to tell us which one's the best, okay? Yeah. And Steve's going to start. You're a dick. Why am I going to go first? <laughs> okay. Mine is simple. It's Don't Wake Daddy, but it's Friday the 13th, part six, and it's Jason Voorhees in the cemetery. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Well, that's pretty lame. But if you know the Don't Wake Daddy game, if you fuck up and wake Daddy in the little bed, he literally shoots up, yeah, it's like- his hat flies off his head, his like Ebenezer Scrooge hat, instead of this one to be the mask. Yeah. And hopefully it hits you in the face, because you okay. suck. See that? <laughs> that, one, that, one, that one sounds don't all right. Don't wake Jason. Yeah, don't wake Don't, <laughs> don't wake Jason. Don't wake Jason. <laughs> oh. All right, Ace. Uh, mine was like a, a Jalo Clue board game. Oh, for the adults. Okay. Yeah. For the adults. So it'd be like a kind of like an Italian Jalo movie. It'd be like Deep Red Clue or something like that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And like you'd get like uh-huh. characters and it would be like the sexy lady. Everybody would just be a red herring. And there'd be like one <laughs> one card where it's just a close up of a knife and a heart. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's, there's also another card where you flip it and it says throw a cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's always a cat thrower in Italian yeah. films. <laughs> Un- uncomfortable nudity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. All right, so mine is actually a two-parter, right? So it's Spooky's the board game, right? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you, you don't even... Mama! You don't even... There's two different just, board games mixed together. Two different board games. You put them together, and you tell people, this is what we originally intended on, and there you go. <laughs> it can be whatever you wanted. It's like Monopoly and Risk. And I guarantee the people that own the rights to Spookies will sell it for cheap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're probably right. You're talking about Friday the 13th and Giallo over here. I'm I'm digging the trash can out here. Yeah. All right, so, so which one? If you had to make one of these games, which would it be? Oh, shit. I think yours gets props for creativity, for sure. Spooky's the board game. You're going to sell for three. For sure. I think, me. I think the most realistic possibility would be... Oh, I don't know. It's like telling him to pick his favorite child. I, I'd have to say, I'd have to say the Giallo one, just because right now I know the Friday the Thirteenth rights are still all. Oh fuck! It's just a nightmare. They're Victor. all sorts of crazy right now for the merchandise. They got the movie stuff figured out, but the merchandising, it's it's a mess. Oh, They're I forgot there. about that. What trademark? That right now. <laughs> all right. Well, just in case if nobody listens to this, make sure on uh, April Fool's Day you announce the Spookies board game. <laughs> 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 just, just put a bunch of random shit in a box. Oh, <laughs> it's just a bunch of muscle, man. <laughs> it's like we got a dice. <laughs> you know, though, when you said when you gave your idea about two different games as one, it gave me an idea. I was thinking I, as soon as you said that, I was like, "What about like, um, like a uh, like a creep show type movie where there's five stories?" You could do a creep show board game where there's like five different games. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you could actually knock do a knockoff and just call it anthology and have it in the <laughs> yeah. creep show font and just yeah, fuck yeah. it because every story could be different. It doesn't have to be based off of like you right. know, Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, thank you for coming on, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back, and I want we want to talk about uh, what was it? We wanted to do a, a definitely a paranormal activity or a found footage episode with you. That'd in be the future, awesome, yeah. We had talked about that. that. It just never happened. Same with like bringing you back for the stream six, but uh, you know, things happen. You're busy. We're busy. You're way busy, busier than we are. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. 
Thanks. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody. You can uh, catch us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Verbal.com, Facebook, uh, OnlyFans. Uh, iHeartRadio, oh, OnlyFans. <laughs> iHeartRadio, uh, uh, Facebook, wherever you're listening to us right now. And uh, now we're YouTube, over to 43 countries. And 43 countries. Who started listening to us? Poland. <laughs> hey, Poland. <laughs> they're, they're hungry for the Gore Club podcast. No, Thank no, you, no, guys. No, no. Bye. Bye. Ace and Death Metal Dave. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>